Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Yesterday, Chaim Topol, fiddler on the roof star, passed away at the age of 88. He won a Golden Globe for his performance. My guest now, art specialist and publicist Bronwyn Hershowitz, who is going to be a regular, and I'm pleased to be starting off today with her, joins me to tell me about what is happening in the Jewish world of art and entertainment. Bronwyn, I'm very excited about our new uh, programs together. Me too, Cherise. Thanks for inviting me on. Um, I've known you for years, so we're finally doing something together, which is so um, exciting. And I've been wanting to do something upbeat and positive and something to look forward to on the weekend for a long time. So I'm pleased we have connected and I'm looking forward to getting straight into it. Bronwyn, let's start with Chaim Topol. Yeah, very sad news, but he uh, he lived a good life. Um some publications say he was 87, some say 88, but uh, regardless, that's a really great innings. And, uh, you know, he's well known for obviously playing uh, Tevier in Fiddle on the Roof. And in fact, um, it's estimated that he performed the role more than 3,500 times, yeah. which is quite remarkable. Um he also won a Golden Globe Award for Best Actor, was nominated for Best Actor at the Academy Awards. So what an incredible career. He obviously also did uh, many other programs and shows, but he's more famous for uh, that role. And, uh, yeah, our condolences, obviously, to his family and friends and to the community who celebrate him. I mean, uh, Fiddle on the Roof, in some ways, the quintessential Jewish story uh, and and – the world of art and theatre is so rich and potted with Jewish people at all different levels. Can we talk a little bit about Grammys? Yes. So, so what an incredible um, story I have for you. So, obviously, it's been award season, and uh, the Grammys, uh, Golden Globes, have been at the top of our minds. But uh, this uh, interesting story here. Um, is uh, really, really remarkable for the Jewish community. So uh, we've got two musicians in America, um, a children's musician and Grammy winner, Joanne Leeds, and Mikey Palker, a self-described devotional rock artist. And they are putting together a proposal to add Best Jewish Music Album to the list of Grammys awarded each year. And why this is interesting is because they want to bring at the forefront what Jewish music means. So I'm not talking about a Jewish musician who wrote a song. We're actually talking about very specific um, liturgical Jewish music. So in their proposal, they've made the case for this new category because uh, there is a category for Christian music. And they're including in this category cantorial music, niguns, and Mizrahi music and some secular music, such as klezma, Yiddish, Ladino, and Judeo-Arabic music. I'm sorry, my accent. (laughs) Um, Also included are those produced by Messianic Jews, who would not otherwise be uh, be eligible. And uh, why they're doing this is because it's quite difficult when uh, you do have an album with a Jewish flair, And a lot of the time, these uh, albums have been put into the categories of alternative music or world music, which is very vague. So they're really trying to bring beautiful Jewish music to the forefront of uh, the Grammy world, of the music world. 
And uh, it's great because, look, the Academy regularly add um, categories. This year they added five new categories, including best score soundtrack for video games. I mean, video games are huge. huge. Um, and interactive media. So even even spoken word has become a category. So I really feel they have a great case. It's going to be great for um, you know the religious community as well who put music out there. I know so many people who do. And uh, they do have a petition going around. There's a website called change.org. And uh, in fact, it's it's had about over 2,000 signatures so far, including from non-Jewish musicians, because the music's beautiful. Whether whether you're religious or not, whether you are Jewish or not, it's really, really beautiful music. So let's see what happens. It's quite exciting. Bruno, you know what struck me is you talk about video game music, which is huge. I know. And which is so modern as well and, and kind of liturgical music, which is kind of ancient. And I love the yeah. fact that, you know, grannies can recognize both what is considered modern and that which is considered old. And, um, what are the implications if it is accepted? What are the implications for Jewish communities around the world? Well, it just opens up doors for many Jewish musicians, especially, you know, you you get a lot of the Jewish communities, the, the religious Jewish communities around the world who can't really um, step into the mainstream pop industry. So it's difficult for them to break through. So I think this is a really great start for a lot of these hidden musicians to break through. And let me tell you what I'm seeing in the music industry uh, worldwide is that they are looking for new sounds. Uh, a lot of uh, American mu- musicians and artists are sampling African sounds. So maybe we're going to have some beautiful Yiddish song sampled in a pop track that's, uh, I don't know, Rihanna sings, you know, for example. So it really just opens up um, more opportunities for different communities, um, which is really, really stunning. You know, we're bringing out to South Africa an Israeli. He is both both Russian, black, Israeli, American, Jewish hip-hop artist. And um, we have so much to offer, but we also got a lot of homegrown uh, talent. And, of course, singing uh, Jesse Clegg is one of my absolute favorite musicians in South Africa at the moment. His little girl turned two. What happened? Oh, just so sweet. So, you know, the, the, the family have obviously been through a lot. So this is such a feel good story. Um, just a story of hope and birth. So, um, he performed at the R&B Starlight's classic concert and his little girl, Myla, turned two and he brought her out and the whole audience and the orchestra sang to her. Look, I don't know, um, how she was feeling. I, I'm sure she was quite overwhelmed. There's actually a video online if you want to go check it out. Um, but what a special, beautiful moment. And I love that he's sharing his family with everybody. It just makes it so personal. Um, I think that a lot of South Africans and the Jewish communities are so invested in his family um, because of his late father. So this was such a beautiful moment. What a beautiful little girl. Wow. Gorgeous little girl. Very sweet. It was such a sweet moment. And, of course, he, he lost his wife very recently. Um uh, so, you know, it is, it, it's reassuring and rewarding to know that he is carrying on in the music world. He probably will do as he has and he's dad did, use music to heal and to express what he's feeling, which is actually what music does for all of us. 
100%. And to include her in his life. And uh, it's lovely that she's there with him um, being exposed to this. Maybe she's the next generation of click musicians to come through. Um, maybe this is her first stage moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does mirror Jesse's life because he spent his time growing up with his dad touring. Yeah. So obviously, so, <laughs> as you said, in the family business, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this is the introduction. He's carrying on a, a very strong legacy. Brian, these uh, our musicians are obviously created. We 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 invest so much in a cultural life, and it's uh, you know someone said to me, "Oh, where are all the Jews in the arts?" And they're there. They're not diminishing. Mm-hmm. They are here. We are here. I'm, I mean, I'm involved in the industry. Um, I try my best to promote whatever I can. Um, there's so many people involved. It's just a matter of, I think, communities just supporting, um, and going to watch theater shows and live music, whether it's a Jewish person or not. Um, just support the arts because if you're supporting all spheres of the arts, you're going to grow that community and that industry to create a path for the new generation, the new Jewish generation of filmmakers, of musicians, of theater creators. Uh, we really need it. It's, it's in our blood. I mean, we know so, it's, it's our time. You know, well, talk, it's about, our... talk about creating the new generation. Shall we talk about the King David schools and how they create and promote arts? So I love this. It's a bit nostalgic for me. King David Victory Park um, are putting on their annual musical. It's Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, a huge favorite. It's the rock musical with great musical numbers, very catchy. We all know the story, uh, very relatable. And uh, that's happening from the 26th to the 29th of March. Tickets are very cheap. 150 rand. You can either go through the school or you can book online through Quicket. And, uh, it's grade eights to matrix. And like you said, it's, um, it's the, it's the new generation of talents coming through. I love watching it. I, I've seen, I think I went to last year's or, the, or two years ago, just watching, um, the talent bed at King David Victory Park. And sure, these kids are incredible. They're astounding. They just put their hearts out there on the stage. And uh, I think a lot of professionals could really take notes and of that because uh, they they just really are invested in in putting on the best performance ever. And uh, Renos Spanudis, who's uh, the head of drama at King David Victory Park, is directing, and he just gives so much of himself to these kids. It's so remarkable. And from what I understand, I think he brings through um, professional actors to assist him or just to maybe guide the cast or inspire the cast. And one of those people is Sharon Spiegel. Um, she's done so well in the theater industry. She's also on TV. She's been in films. And uh, she's a King David Linksfield girl or woman. Let me let me rather say that. And uh, it's just wonderful. Um like I said, just growing this community of up-and-coming performers. And these kids are so talented. It, it blows my mind. It's amazing to watch. So book your tickets. <laughs> Bruno, when I think back of our school plays, I kind of cringe when I think how innocent and, you know, 
unprofessional they actually were compared to what schools are performing now. I mean, it's, it's a different feel. Like someone said to me after we, it was a couple of years, it was a King David Ling School play, and she said, you know, the dancers on the stage were better than the ones she'd seen in the theatre a couple of nights earlier. And we have really upped the game. Yeah, these, uh, this, I don't know, these students, these kids are just, uh, they really are remarkable. I mean, just in everything. Um, I, I feel like they're more adults than most adults. Um, I just, you know what I think it is? I, I think that, well, first of all, because of the internet, um, they're exposed to more. So they're exposed to more performers, more tutorials. They all practice at home. Um, and there is, I think, a little bit of a pressure to be the best, but, um, they're also unjaded, I hope. And so they put that out there and they're so hopeful. And I, that's what I see when I see these uh, students performing. They're just, they're, there's nothing to lose. You know, they just, they put everything out there. They perform at their best. I mean, I remember when I did shows, I, I don't know if they were, if they were j- as good, but I just remember that feeling of just thinking, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be famous. I'm going to change the world. And, and um, it's such a beautiful feeling and it's infectious. And I, I just hope that they spread that to all the jaded um, adults. Again, that, that is the role of theatre. So we are talking again in two weeks' time. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward. Do you want to give us like a hint of what we're going to be talking about? So there are a few things. Uh, the Lewandowski Choir or Chorale are putting on a show, um, which is remarkable. That's headed by Adam Golding. Um, also just really old Hebrew liturgical songs, um, with a twist. He has, um, partnered up with an African, I think it's called the African Renaissance Choir. I'm just going to check that. And, uh, it's really taking old Hebrew songs and, uh, Baroque Hebrew songs and, uh, you know, sharing it with everybody. And I'd like to talk about the Spielberg family as well in two weeks' time. Um, you know, we know Steven Spielberg, but his daughter also is um, making small waves in her own right. So I'd love to just chat about that family, who we all know. I'm looking forward to that. Bronwyn, thank you so much. Um, and just to remind everyone, Bronwyn is an art specialist and publicist, and she is my new regular guest on High FM. I look forward to talking to you again soon. See you in two weeks' time.